RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines, Chief Executive John Lee announces the scrapping of a host of COVID-19 measures. Education Secretary Christine Choi says full-day face-to-face classes will return gradually from February. And Hong Kong asks Japanese authorities to withdraw a decision to restrict flights from the SAR to only four Japanese airports. Chief Executive John Lee has announced the scrapping of more COVID-19 measures, including the vaccine pass, PCR tests for international arrivals, the outdoor gathering limit and quarantine for close contacts of infected people. The relaxation of curbs takes effect uh, tomorrow, but some measures will remain in place, such as the mask-wearing rule and isolation for those who are infected. Mr Lee says now is the appropriate time for Hong Kong to move towards normalisation. Everything has been progressing according to plan. And of course, we have to assess for each measure that we are implemented, the return and the cost. We have pushed up the vaccination rate to such a good level, almost 94%. So I want to tell the world that, well, this is Hong Kong. Hong Kong is very normal now. That is why it has come to the right time that we will do without the vaccination pass. Dr. Sridharth Sridhar from the University of Hong Kong's Department of Microbiology says he welcomes the relaxation of COVID measures. He says now is the right time to scrap the vaccine pass requirement. Now, the vaccine pass has been in place for about 10 months already, and um, I think it's reasonable to say that uh, it has done its part in pushing people to uh, get vaccinated, but uh, it's doubtful whether it continues to play a big role in uh, pushing our vaccination rates upwards. So it's now time to seek other modes of engagement with vulnerable segments of the community and ensure that they keep getting vaccinated, but uh, I think it's time to put vaccine pass to rest. Simon Wong from the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades says the catering industry is delighted to hear the further relaxation of restrictions. He expects business to go up with restaurants attracting those who didn't eat out because they don't have a vaccine pass. With the lifting of vaccination passport, uh, this is going to attract them uh, to uh, come out and dining uh, in, in the uh, restaurants. And this is going to help our business a lot. I expect that the business in the near future will increase by at least 5 to 10 percent. Education Secretary Christine Choi says full-day uh, full face-to-face classes will return gradually from February. In a Facebook post, Ms Choi said secondary schools will resume full-time in-personal classes from February the 1st, while those from uh, for primary schools and kindergartens will come back from February 15th. She added that pupils will no longer have to present a vaccine pass upon entry and that they will be allowed to take part in extracurricular activities. However, the minister said school children and teaching staff will still have to do rapid antigen tests every day before going to school until the end of January. Meanwhile, the chief executive says the government has demanded Japanese authorities withdraw a decision to restrict flights from Hong Kong to only four of its airports. Mr Lee added that officials have been in talks with the Japanese authorities on how to help stranded passengers. We have 
indicators to the Japanese government that we are disappointed with the arrangement because we think that Hong Kong flights should be allowed to use not just this for airports. And we have also approached the Consul General of Japan in Hong Kong to relate that message. Besides that, our ETO in Tokyo is trying to help anybody who needs assistance, so is uh, the immigration. We will stand by for any extra request that Hong Kong citizens may have, so we will offer our help. And a look at the weather forecast, mainly fine and dry. It will be rather cool in the morning and again tomorrow night. The minimum temperature will be about 13 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. Sunny periods and a top temperature of about 18 degrees, with moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook mainly fine and dry and more cool mornings to come in the next few days, becoming gradually warmer over the New Year holidays. It's currently 18 degrees Celsius at the observatory, with humidity of 67%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health officials reported 20,865 new COVID cases today, of which more than 1,100 were imported. Another 59 patients with COVID were reported to have died. Home prices have fallen for a six-month to their lowest since July 2017. Latest government figures showed prices in November fell 3.3% from the month before, widening from a 2.7% decline in October. Rent also declined, slipping 1.3% on month. Compared with a year ago, home prices have dropped by almost 14%, while rent was down 4.2%. The chairman of Professional Property Services, Nicholas Brook, says interest rate hikes and the Ukraine war will remain as a dampener on sentiment for a while longer before prices head north over time. I see transaction volumes up, which is is the first positive step, I think. And then I think we've probably got another 3 to 5% of adjustment, downward adjustment, to accommodate the future increases in interest rates. And then I think things will come to a halt, uh, will come to an equilibrium, if you like, and then... From then on, uh, over time, prices could well edge up again. Officials have been talking up their anti-rodent campaign. They say it's become more effective thanks to the introduction of new equipment, as Vanessa Cheng reports. Secretary for Environment and Ecology, Che Chin Wan, inspected the Taisheng Street Market in Wang Taisin, where new equipment to catch rodents has been undergoing testing. Mr. Tia says old methods like cage traps had been too conventional, with an average of only four and a half rats being captured at the market each month. He says new equipment such as alcohol traps and glue traps have proven to be much more effective. End of November, we tried the use of the glue trap in this market. And in the first three weeks, we caught for over 380 rodents just in this market, comparing with the old method. The new equipment and the new approach certainly is more effective. Vendors there also held the operation, saying the hygiene condition has improved. This shopkeeper says rats would bite her fruits before if she had not covered them well, but it won't happen now. The Secretary for Environment and Ecology says other markets will soon be asked to adopt similar methods to catch rodents. Authorities had set up a new task force back in August to tackle the city's hygiene and rodent problems. 
Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin says the epidemic situation in China is overall predictable and under control. His comments come after US officials said they may impose COVID-19 measures on travellers from China after Japan, India and Malaysia imposed such restrictions. Mr Wang said that hyping, smearing and political manipulation with ulterior motives can't stand the test of facts, Aaron Tam reports. Despite the foreign ministry stressing that COVID travel requirements imposed by other countries should be scientific, moderate, and should not affect the normal flow of individuals, some governments have been considering extra travel requirements for Chinese visitors. U.S. officials who spoke on condition of anonymity cited concern expressed by the World Health Organization as well as measures restricting Chinese travelers adopted by Japan, India, and Malaysia. They said the United States is following following the science and advice of public health experts and consulting with partners to protect the American people. The mainland has reported three new COVID-19 deaths for December 27th, compared with one death a day earlier. Fatalities from the virus now number 5,245. But mainland hospitals are under intense pressure as COVID infections strain resources. Zhang Yuhua, an official at Beijing Chaoyang Hospital, says patients who have come in recently are mainly the elderly and critically ill with underlying diseases. According to state media, Ms. Zhang said the number of patients receiving emergency care had increased to up to over 500 a day from roughly 100 before. Pictures published by the China Daily newspaper showed rows of mostly elderly patients, some breathing through oxygen tubes, receiving treatment from medical staff in white hazmat suits inside the hospital's intensive care unit. Pope Francis has asked Roman Catholics to pray for his predecessor, Benedict XVI, who he says is very ill. The Vatican says the health of the former Pope, who is 95, has deteriorated suddenly in recent hours. Pope Francis made his comments at a general audience at the Vatican. I would like to ask all of you for a special prayer for Pope Emeritus Benedict, who in silence is sustaining the church. Let us remember him. He's very sick, asking the Lord to console and sustain him in this witness of love for the church until the end. Benedict XVI stepped down as Pope in 2013 after nearly eight years in the role. He was the first pontiff to do so in nearly 600 years. Hundreds of civilians have been fleeing Kherson in southern Ukraine as Russian forces step up attacks on the city they pulled back from only last month. The regional governor said Kherson city was struck more than 20 times by Russian shells on Tuesday with further attacks in the wider area. This woman's daughter was a Red Cross volunteer who was killed in the blasts. I'm very happy she helped a lot of people. She was so kind. But it's also painful for me. I must recover and raise her two children. I tell them they should be proud of their mother because she's a hero. The Kremlin's spokesman Dmitry Peskov has rejected an assertion by Kosovo's interior minister that Russia is behind alleged Serbian attempts to destabilise Kosovo. Mr Peskov said Ruska, uh, Moscow backed uh, Belgrade's efforts to support the 50,000 ethnic Serbs living in Kosovo, but he denied the Kosovan minister's claim that Serbia was trying to undermine Kosovo with Russian connivance. Russia, like Serbia, does not recognise Kosovo as independent. 
A four-year fraud trial has ended in Singapore with long jail terms for two people who masterminded a huge share trading scam. It wiped nearly $6 billion off the value of the Singapore Stock Exchange. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. John Sochi Wen from Malaysia and his girlfriend Kwa Su Ling from Singapore used their knowledge of financial markets to inflate the share prices of three companies. They set up dozens of trading accounts and borrowed large sums of money to manipulate stock prices so they could cash in. The scheme came to light in 2013 when prices collapsed, significantly damaging investor confidence in Singapore's stock exchange. The judge said the scheme had caused immense harm, giving So a 36-year jail sentence and Kwa 20 years. To sport and in cricket, Australia closed in on winning the second test in the series against South Africa after Alex Carey struck a maiden century to leave them in a commanding position. The hosts declared, a tea, declared at T on 575 for 8 on day 3 with an ominous lead of 386 after the tourists were bowled out in their first innings for 189. In reply, the Proteas were 15 for 1 when play was abandoned early because of persistent drizzle. Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic had a record-breaking night in the NBA. He had 60 points, 21 rebounds and 10 assists against the New York Knicks, becoming the first player in history with a triple-double, uh, triple featuring at least 60 points and 20 rebounds. The Knicks blew a nine-point lead with 33 seconds left in regulation and the Mavs won in overtime 126-121. to 121. Doncic spoke about his feet after the game. And I, we saw it on the on the on the screen right now. We're watching NBA TV. But yeah, I mean it's just incredible to be in those kind of comparisons. I mean, I don't know how I say it, the comparison. Yeah, this uh, just to be with those guys at any stage. You know, it's amazing for me. And a reminder of our top story, Chief Executive John Lee has announced the scrapping of more COVID-19 measures, including the vaccine pass, PCR tests for international arrivals, the outdoor gathering limit and quarantine for close contacts of infected people. The relaxation of curbs takes effect tomorrow, but some measures will remain in place, such as the mask wearing rule and isolation for those who are affected. Meanwhile, Education Secretary Christine Choi says full-day face-to-face classes will return gradually from February. In a Facebook post, Ms Choi said secondary schools will resume full-time in-person classes from February 1, while those for primary schools and kindergartens will come back from February 15th. And finally, Hong Kong asks Japanese authorities to withdraw a decision to restrict flights from the SAR to only four Japanese airports. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist, your voice is calling. Tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. And thank you for tuning in to Twilight Time, our 45 minutes of music just to 
kick back to. Thanks a lot. It's Radio Peter Gmail, by the way, if you'd like a song. And a good mixture for you tonight, including Connie Francis, Anita O'Day, the Lennon sisters, Ronnie Aldrich, Frank Sinatra, and our first song comes from the fabulous Echoes. I want some red roses for a blue lady, Mr. Flores, take my Yeah. 